This is Sportageous Vinyl, where music and sports intertwine. The place to be for rhythmic conversations on adrenaline-filled topics. Welcome to Sportageous Vinyl, everyone. Joining us today is Dave Benedict, who's the basis of Platinum Selling Canadian Outfit Default and recently started his own musical venture called Bones of Mara as well. So welcome to the show, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Um, so just before I kick off things, I'd like to draw everyone's attention to the Australian bushfires on and on behalf of Sportagius, would like to give a special shout out to all the brave people and firefighters who are showing immense courage and risking their lives to keep Australia safe amid the horrible tragedy. I was just reading the news today and almost 5.3 million hectares of land uh, and thousands of homes and lives have been affected, animals included has been horrifying and unfortunate. Hasn't it been, Dave? It, to be honest, I'm sorry. I haven't been watching the news, so I this is the first I've heard of, of it. Yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't been covered off the media, um, So, which is very unfortunate as well. So I think it just needs a bit more awareness globally. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, all of that. Any uh, Anybody that's given their their time and their life to help other people my dad was a firefighter so you know my yeah. my heart definitely uh it's uh, it goes out to all the people that that put their lives on the line to help others for sure and do you think the issue of climate change has been ignored till this till this day and it needs to be talked about a bit more i think we should always talk about the planet you know and what we're doing to it and you know, maybe some of the things we're not doing to it to, you know, improve it and, and just keep it around for for a while for our kids and our kids' kids, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness, awareness is always good. That's true. And um, do you think um, us as the forefront of the media, like whether it is music or sports, uh, we we can do something differently to help spread the word out? Uh, I, well, I think definitely that, um, you know, might, it might reach a different audience and it might reach different people. I know that <clears throat> for me growing up, whenever people that uh, I looked up to in music or movies or sports or anything like that, when, when people voiced their opinions, I would listen a little bit more than maybe, say, a politician because I wasn't interested in politics when I was a kid. So, mm. yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think as long as, you know, what people are saying is educated, then, you know, it's, it's good to, to use your audience and who you have to, to push out a good message. Absolutely, that's right. So, Dave, this uh, obviously this interview is a bit different to the ones you've previously done, which are which are more about music. This is more about the analogies of sports and music and merged together. So, how, how excited are you? <laughs> well, you know what? Like I was telling you before, right? Um, when I was a kid, I was I was big into sports and I loved sports until I discovered music. And then when I discovered music everything changed for me and I switched my entire focus over to, to that. So, I mean, there's obviously things that intertwine with, with the two and 
yeah, man, I'm 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 excited to to talk about music, sports. If I can, <laughs> if I can keep up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I'm always excited to chat. Yeah, there's always like a sports person inside every person. I I I I can th- I I believe, and I think is it should be the same for you as well. So we'll try to bring that person out of you today. So right. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think when I approached you, I didn't tell you that I actually got introduced to rock music through default. And okay. yeah, so back in like early 2000s, I was really a pop boy band type of type of listener. So I used to listen to a lot of boys on and Backstreet Boys. Then a friend of mine gave me an album called Capital Punishment by Megadeth. So it was a compilation of hits. And I got hooked to that album that I started researching more about. So it was more metal, but then I started researching about rock music and I stumbled across defaults. One thing remains. And as as I bought the album, so the first track I played of it, All Is Forgiven, just completely blew me away. So so tell us a bit more about your your journey with Default, because you've been guys have been in hiatus for over I think five years and then you guys suddenly came back. So I was I was I was heartbroken myself and I heard like you guys are finally spring spreading your 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 ways. But if it's good to good to see you guys back again. So tell us a bit more about that reunion and everything, the whole story. Um, well, it's, it's kind of funny because we never really said it was over, right? Mm. Nobody ever said I'm leaving. Nobody ever said I quit. We Mm. just stopped playing together and, uh, everybody just kind of moved on to different things and we started, uh, exploring different avenues in life. Right. And, and then one day we got a, a phone call. We always, we still all talked and we're still all good friends. And, uh, and then the opportunity came up to go and do a cross Canada tour with Stone Temple Pilots, which wow. for us, yeah. you know, that was, that was the, uh, that was the first song that Dallas ever sang, uh, with the band. Mm. So it, it, this was before I was in the band, so I could get my facts wrong. Um, but, uh, oh, I think it was interstate love. So- I, I don't want to say what song it is. Cause I, mm-hmm. like I said, I wasn't there, but that was, uh, that was one of the first songs that, that the guys played together. And, uh, so that was kind of cool. Right. When we're on tour yeah. and we get to, the guys got to tell the STP guys that and how much of an impact that band had made on us, you know, as a developing band and, and uh, now we get to share the same stage with them, right? And get to, mm-hmm. you know, break bread with them and, and have lunch together. And it's, it's pretty surreal and cool, right? That's right, yeah. So um, so also speaking about your music, the different side of you with Bonds of Mara as well. So what sort of uh, music are you guys doing? Um, it's, uh, it's a little heavier than mm-hmm. Default. Default with, with that band, we were... You know, we're pretty pop orientated, uh, still a rock band, and we all like our heavy rock and everything like that. But with Bonds of Mar, it's uh, I'd say it's just a little bit more aggressive. Uh, Brian's voice is is a little bit more growly than what Dallas's is, and uh, we kind of put the bass a little bit more up in the forefront. Um, the 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 core of the band, a lot of us, we we love 
a lot of 90s music. Um, the Chili Peppers being one of my all-time favorite rock bands. And uh, mm-hmm. Sal, our guitar player, his favorite guitar player is John Frusciante. So, mm. you know, it, it, uh, we, the thought of, of kind of introducing the funk and the rock together is like, it's exciting for us. Right. And, and uh, all of us just kind of wanted to make some music that just music that we all liked. And we, that we didn't kind of, we didn't want to put any boundaries up. Right. And say that mm. this band is going to, we're going to sound like this, or we're going to write songs like this or anything we just wanted to get in a room and that's what it was too. We just, the, the four of us had decided that let's make a band. Let's see what we can do. So we just got in a room. We didn't have any songs written, anything. And we just sat in a room and started to jam. And we came up with a handful of songs and we're like, okay, it sounds like we can do this together. This is great. So it's just kind of gone from there. And we did the first single, which is called Lights Out. And I uh, got a little bit of traction here in Canada and made it to uh, the highest it made. Made it to, I think, was 15 on the rock charts. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and we're doing it all independently as of right now, too. So, you know, it was pretty pretty exciting for, for us to, to see a song outside of our the bands that we had worked in previously get some traction and get get some get on the charts right and without the help of a record label with mm. just because it was a good song so yep yeah oh. hopefully hopefully we can uh hopefully we can prove that with the second one and hopefully it'll get a little bit broader and wider right and hopefully right. reach will we'll get out there a little bit further. That's right. And do you plan to release only singles right now? Is there an album in the pipeline? Uh, yeah. Well, we plan on doing the next uh, step is our singer, Brian, is going to be flying out here this coming week. He's coming out here uh, the middle of this week, and then we're going to go into the recording studio. Uh, and we're recording, actually, with uh, Danny, my drummer for default. So it's That's right, yeah. Yeah, so you know we're still we're still tight, right? And uh, um, so he's coming out here this week. We're gonna record the next single, and then uh, he'll go home for a little bit. Then all the guys come back out here. We're gonna get into rehearsal, and then we're gonna do a cross Canada tour. And uh, and then after that, along the way, we've got some days off here. We've got some days off in Ontario. We're gonna do some writing. And then hopefully bunker down, get into a studio, and I would like to do the full album for sure, right? I mean, it's mm. in today's market, it's not so much about the full album; it's more about releasing singles. But I'm an old school guy that way, and I like it, it's nice. It's nice for people too, and you know, like because right now we've been a band for about a year. And we only have one song on Spotify. So for when, you know, when people want to come and see you and you're only releasing singles, it's a lot of music that people don't get. They don't, they haven't heard it. They want to be a part of it, but they, 
you haven't been let in yet, right? So that's what an album I think is good for, so that you can soak all those other songs in. And when you go to the show, you're familiar with the songs and you know what they're playing and you can sing along and right. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's what the the next plan will be. That's right. And you mentioned Spotify as well. I think the whole dynamic of the music industry has changed as well. Because I remember owning a record was a thing. It was a very special thing. Like I even own own your record as well, uh, which I mentioned. One thing remains. So, and I still have my old records as well. So it's it's good to have those things. Like it's very special. You have a connection with them. And now everything's gone digital. So how has that affected? Do you think musicians, or is, has it been positive or negative? Uh it's hard to say you know um i've heard that the record labels are making more money now than they've ever made which <laughs> seems so bizarre when you think that nobody's selling actual physical albums but it's different now right with the streaming and all that and cutting out a bunch of middlemen in between right uh so I don't know. It's it's tough. It's it. Uh, on one hand, it's you know it's it it hasn't improved for the artist as far as uh, the artist getting paid more for, um, for what what they're doing as far as you know the streaming. It's you know the 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 labels are still making the the bulk of the share, but um, the reach is so much bigger and wider. Right. Like that's mm. the beauty that that's the beauty and the magic of the Internet and how music is served to us now. Right. It's uh, like when when we do release a single automatically, you can have it across the ocean. Right. Mm. It's not like when is the label going to release it over there? When is it going to be released here? Uh, will my record store carry it? It's just, mm. oh, I'll go to Spotify, there it is, it's there. I can listen to it, I can listen to it as many times as I want. And then the downfall too, right, is mm. guys like me that also I love the the artwork, right? I love, uh, like I'm sure you are, if you were into collecting and owning a physical copy, there's nothing like going to a record store and, and hunting, going on the hunt, right? Mm. And flipping through all those records or CDs, finding that treasure, bringing it home, unwrapping it, opening it up, reading the liner notes, looking at the artwork, who took the pictures, all that kind of cool stuff, right? Mm, who did fun, the yeah. writing, all that. It's, uh, yeah, it's that, that gets lost, unfortunately, right? And, mm. you know, this, there's the, you know, we had the record, which you had, you know, the nice 12 inches of, of artwork that you could just sit and stare at that thing, right? And really analyze it. And then the CD got a little smaller, but, you know, it, they folded things up in it and still made it cool. Now that it's digital, it's, you know, it's the size of your, your screen. So yeah, you can zoom in and stuff, but it's, I don't know. I, I like the textiles, right? I like to touch stuff and hold on to it. And, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that has happened, but everything's like, I think, going to go completely digital even more in the next decade or so. Um, so I, I believe we've spoken a lot about music, which was inevitable <laughs> because I'm talking to you. <laughs> but let's touch, touch a bit on sports and its analogies with music. So 
so I believe as a musician, you're always touring and you're always on the road. And same with the sports people as well. Do you believe that excessive touring can sometimes take its, take its toll on, on you as a person? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, it's uh, for, for many things. Um, the way that you sleep, right? You know, mm -hmm. the, uh, when, when we did the last tour, riding in a bus is a lot more comfortable than riding in a van. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you have your little coffin that you sleep in at night and, you know, that can be, that can be a little uncomfortable and that's, that's what you're, you know, that's what you're sleeping in every night. Don't want to complain because it's, it, it's, it's, it's a great way of life and it's a good way to make a dollar. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, the, the eating can, that can get to you, right, uh, health-wise. Um, I'm not the best at making uh, good, healthy decisions when uh, I'm looking at the catering table and there's salad and then there's pasta and then there's cookies. Mm. Like, you know, it's like salad, don't need that. Pasta, okay, yeah. Cookies, oh heck yeah. I'll take about five of those, right? My mom's not here to tell me I can't eat mm. five cookies. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so stuff like that. Um, but, you know, when you're out on the road, uh, I try myself, like I, I've, I've gotten into photography and all that kind of mm. stuff. So I, I like to get out and go for walks, see the surrounding area if it's not too bad of a place, right? Like, so therefore, you know, my physical activity, I, yeah, going out and exploring and walking around and, and getting my cardio. That's right. Yeah. And I'm just picking up mental health in there. So there's, a, there's obviously a misconception about whether it's a sports person or musicians and people only see glam and fame, but there's always, obviously there are, there's a dark side of it as well. Like you you do something, you put your professional development into something, you work so hard and you're expecting a certain output. I mean, it's not about selling games or, or reaching at the highest level, but it's sometimes you don't get the output and you don't get the dream that you've dreamed of your whole life. And and then that can be, that can really hurt you. Like I was reading this story about um, the frontman of Ed, uh, of CrossFit, who's Ed Sloan, and they were signed to a major label. The first album went really well, then they were dropped as soon as the second album got released and they went into severe depression. So, so I think mental health is something that needs to be discussed more, whether it, in, in the music domain or whether it is in the sporting domain. Do you agree? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Uh, I think mental health should be talked about, uh, on all levels, uh, no matter what you do, right. It affects us all. And, um, it it hits close to to home for me because I had my I had family members that have suffered from mental health, and yeah, it does. I, I mean, all of that does play head games on you too. Like anybody that has gone from um, any kind of high profile type job or uh, scenario, right? Anything that you're in front of a camera or that you know. As, as superficial as this sounds, but any kind of fame or any kind of spotlight and going from that, because usually, I mean, before that, unless you're born into it, like, you know, one of the Osborne kids or something like that, you know, 
nobody nobody knows what it's nobody can prepare themselves for that right mm. and then when it does happen it yes like you said it's like everybody's your dreams come true everything is like whoa this is great i can't believe this happened and then the ride stops at some point and mm. and yeah it's that can take a toll on on your mental on your mental being because you you've been used to something and one way of life for so long and then all of a sudden it changes and it's different and people you know people treat you different when things are going really really good and when you are in the spotlight and then people treat you a lot differently once again when you're not there and that kind of mm. stuff can it can play on your head it can uh yeah if if you're not strong and you don't have a, have good support around you yeah it's there's there's lots of trappings in in uh the the fame and and uh the 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 world of of sports and and the world of music and acting and all that kind of stuff right so you got to be strong you got to 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 get through it to 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 get into it first and then to get out of it right it's it it's it can be tough it, it can be very tough so yeah i think uh and i don't think many a lot of people don't talk about it because mm. it's you it sounds it, it doesn't sound great when you're complaining about that you've got to experience things that a lot of people don't get to do right and then it's like oh what was me big baby right you you got to do all these wonderful things but everybody has their demons inside of their heads and nobody's different than anybody else right so mm. yeah it's it 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 would it would be nice when things when when the rise is happening because you do have a lot of people around you saying okay hold on get prepared life is going to change things are going to you know things are going to get nutty but nobody tells you watch out things are really going to change when things stop and things will mm. all things have a cycle everything does so that's the that i think you know in those cases it it's uh it would be great for labels to set that up for musicians for even management right like um on sports sides of things too right like you've got your your agents and all that kind of stuff and yeah you know i it would be nice if if there was something set up that way that could prepare people for the that sudden spike and then the the sudden drop or who knows it might not be a sudden drop it could be it could fade out and every, but everybody deals with it differently right so mm. yeah yeah that's right i mean obviously as you mentioned like everyone deals with things differently and just when default came out of the spotlight as well you went and uh you went into the school and i think you studied photography and uh, graphic design is that right So tell us a bit more about so tell us a bit more about about what you studied at school and why did you choose what you did Well um that all came about after on that fall that I was telling you about right so mm. um when uh, when all that started to happen with the band and things started to peter off 
um, and we weren't getting the tours and we weren't working as much, that's when I started to realize I've got to support my family somehow. What am I, what do I get, what am I going to do? Right. I, I was still making money with default and I was still supporting my family that way, but I was seeing the decrease. I was seeing it start to slide and I didn't want to, I didn't want to end up losing what I've worked so hard for. Right. So, um, I thought I've got to, I, I need to get myself an education because I don't have anything at that point. I've been doing the band. I've been in default professionally for a decade. So wow. I had no resume. Right. Yeah. When, when all of, all of a sudden that starts to dry up and you're like, Oh, I've got to, pay my mortgage still. <laughs> I That's right, yeah. Right. And, uh, I, I was juggling around, I was juggling that around in my head. Like, what am I going to do? What, 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 what do I do? Like, where do I go from what I just did? Like in my mind, I had attained the best job on the planet. That that's my opinion, right? That's, I loved what I did. And, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I had completely focused my life 100% on that. So I'm like, okay, what can I do that'll make me happy? What what can I do that I can wake up every morning and go, yeah, right on, cool, I get to do that. And I found another passion, which was photography. And I didn't, I didn't know much about it at the time. Um, I didn't know about going to school. I didn't know much about how to get a job with photography after that. So I thought I would go for graphic design because I thought that it would just open up more doors for me and I'd have more avenues to walk down. So, um, uh, yeah, I went, I went back to school. I was, I, as a mature student, which was very intimidating because I had no post-secondary school. I, graduated high school that was it and uh so yeah going back to school was was terrifying for me at that point and and uh but i but as soon as i got into it i really i loved it i, I it was it was like food for my soul i was learning new things i was discovering new things so it was it was exciting and exhilarating at that point right and uh so then after that, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I worked for a crown corporation for a little while, um, realized that that wasn't my placing and, and that that's not the world I should be <laughs> in. Um, and, uh, so I started going out on my own and now I do, uh, I, I do a lot of, I do the majority of the bonds of Mara stuff, as far as what you see visually, that's all mm. stuff that I've done. Um, and then I started shooting music videos for other bands and mm. doing photography and graphic design, album artwork and all that kind of stuff. So basically I just kind of took what I knew and the world that I knew and just kind of molded it into, 
just a, something a little bit different, right? So that I, mm. I still can have my hands in the music industry and still be surrounded by it because it's, it's what I know and it's what I love. That's right. And there's definitely a good lesson in there for all the upcoming musicians as well. Because I know a lot of this upcoming generation is very stubborn. They only want to do what they really want to do. <laughs> so they don't really think about the future or plan anything. But no, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, so now just shifting our focus more towards the connection of connection between rock, music and sports. So obviously Default had a lot of songs that went on WWE. And then you were also featured on an EO Sports NHL game as well. Yeah. Um, so and 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 that made me realize that when people speak about that rock music is actually dying, I don't agree with it because I think rock music has found a different niche. Like all the action movies that you see or the games that you see has rock music, obviously with it, because obviously you can't put pop songs behind it. So I think it's just found a different niche. But do you agree that rock music has actually died off the mainstream, or there will be a resurgence in the in the near future? You know, it's, uh, I'm stubborn that way. I, in my mind, rock has never died and it never will. It'll always be there. It'll, you know, in some form or another, I think it's probably seen its lowest point that it's probably ever seen. And, uh, but I think that's due to probably the fact that there's not a lot of really great rock out there right now. There is, uh, mm-hmm. as far as new rock, there there is as well. You have to look for it, but it's not. Yeah, it's not right there on right on the surface like it used to be. Right, like in the '90s and in the '80s and uh, the '70s. Man, all like yeah, a lot of those eras and the 2000s. It was it was very rock heavy, right? And mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna definitely see a re- resurgence of it, right? It goes away. People get bored of things. They put it on the shelf for a little bit, and then you know they forget about it. And then they look up on that shelf and go, "Hey, Anna, remember that thing on the shelf there? That, that was pretty cool. I'm gonna dust that off and check it out again, right? And you That's know, right, maybe, yeah. maybe it'll have a different, a uh, little bit of different meaning or a different take, right? But yeah. Yeah, man, I don't think it'll ever go away. There's always going to be there's always going to be people like me that are the diehards that just can't let it go, that it's just mm. who they are, it's their identity. And you know that there's and then there's the people that are going to discover it all over again, right? Because mm. right now it yeah, it has gone away. But that's the cool thing about rock and roll and the cool thing about music is that some you know you you somebody will discover it and take it on as their own as kind of like what I did when I was a kid right I I was like you it was very much like you uh, uh, Megadeth was the first I call the first rock record that I ever got and it was so far so good so what and I discovered music through it was a movie and it was a movie called oh, Trick yeah. Treat I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not no. But it was, yeah. it was a, um, a movie, it was a horror movie okay. that was about a rock star who died in a fire and he came back through this record that was a, a, a one-of-a-kind record and he came back through it. Gene Simmons was from KISS was the, uh, the DJ who gave this kid the record 
the rock star came back through it and started to avenge him and stick up for him in school. And anyways, <laughs> going on a tangent, but when I, when I discovered that movie, it was all the rock music that was in that soundtrack. And then I went to the record store the next day and just all I said was, I need heavy metal. And they're mm. like, uh, okay, here you go. And they gave me a kiss, uh, or sorry, not kiss. They gave me, um, they gave me Alice Cooper killers. And yeah. as great of a record that is, it wasn't heavy metal, the heavy metal I was looking for. I wanted something that was going to rip my face off. And yeah. then I, I saw the album cover for so far, so good. So what brought that home, put it on, rip my face off. And that sent me down my heavy metal journey. So <laughs> yeah, you discover it through so many different things, right? Whether it be yeah. music or movies or whatever just grabs a hold of you, right? That's right. Yeah, and I think rock, rock or even metal has found that really good, as I was saying, really good niche of coming, coming off into the mainstream again through, the, through movies as well. So there was this Thor movie and then a few of my friends who never heard rock or metal music at all, they heard the immigrant song and they were like listening to it all day. And I asked them, do you even know who the artist is? And they're like, no, we just like the song. It's like, but that, that's kind of, that's kind of unfortunate as well, because I, I I'm a passionate uh, rock listener. I still listen to, and I'm the same like you, I listen to rock and metal all the time. So I just want to see it back into the mainstream again. So I have lots more t people to talk to about. Um, so, and there was obviously that period when rock has obviously taken different forms. It came off back into the mainstream through grunge, when people called it grunge to Nirvana. And then there was that cool off period. And then post grunge came into, came into being. And you, you guys were obviously yeah, we were labeled that. as post grunge, uh, revolution. And now we're, we're seeing that cool off period again. But then where do you see rock music going? Is it going to be more electronic and rock mix like Linkin Park was trying to do something similar and obviously they stopped there but and then they obviously tried to go back more into the raw raw rock style but do you see that happening more now hmm I you know what I I really don't know I think it's gonna take some band to come along that does have that new twist right mm -hmm something that just kind of throws throws you for a loop right mm. kind of like what uh what corn did when they came out mm. and it was like oh it kind of rubs me the wrong way but i kind of dig it you know it's, yeah. what's going on with this right so yeah i that's i think it's gonna take something like that you know something that's just different and some but but cool that's that's right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah waiting for that day but i'm definitely looking forward to more default music and i've been i've been i actually listened to the bones of mara song as well so pretty nice job um it's something obviously because i was expecting more default so i think i did not listen it in the, in the right state of mind so i definitely go back and listen to it again but i was expecting more default type of song which i think is natural if if there's a person who I follow and he goes into a different bat, I'll be expecting something similar. Um, yeah, but you know, and, uh, and I, I, I feel you, man, because I, same thing, same thing with the, the dudes that uh, I listen to, man. And yeah, they go off into different bands and you're, yeah, what is it going to sound like, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So definitely we'll go back and listen to it again with a neutral state of mind. So, <laughs> um, so just speaking of default as well, like what are what are what is default up to these days? Uh, have, is there a record coming for us guys to listen to, or you're also gonna release singles? I I I heard your um, your remastered versions of you released an EP of a few yeah. different singles. So it was pretty good. Um, just took me back in time, so it was pretty nice. But yeah, what's what's next? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, Dallas, he just got off of a tour. Um, and, uh, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't done much talking as far as that goes yet, but I don't think anything's really off the table. It just, just depends if we can get a song together that just makes sense, right? We don't want to put anything out there that, that doesn't meet a certain standard. So, mm. You know, and we've got to get together and practice a little bit more. That's for sure. So <laughs> mm, that's right. It's always yeah. practice. Now that the holidays uh, are over. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're obviously doing a lot of work between. Um, so default is you said Dallas was on a trip. So that means default is currently on on hold. Is that right, or is it still ongoing? It, or yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can. The guys, we get together every once in a while and we'll, we'll jam and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, when Dallas is, is gone on uh, his tour, things are on hold. When I'm gone, things are on hold. When And Danny, he's got his producing as well. So, you know, when he's involved in that, things are put on hold. So things just move a little bit slower in, in, uh, in that world, right? But uh, mm. it's still... You know, there's still always a current there. There's still something. So I, I just don't know what it is and when it'll be. And yeah, I, I wish I had answers for, for all of those, but I don't. Yeah, but whatever you do, good luck with that. And I'm definitely going to follow, still keep following you guys no matter what. Um, so now getting straight into sports like hardcore sports. So you well, said you... <laughs> so yeah, be ready. All right. <laughs> so Yeah. So talking about like you, you mentioned you as a child, you liked soccer and basketball. So tell yes. us a bit more about that. And do you still follow them? You know, that's the, that was the, uh, that's one thing when I went, when I was into sports and I was, uh, when I was, uh, younger, I still never followed sports. Um, like as far as like, I'd never had my teams. I never watched it on TV. Um, my dad was never, into sports. He was never a sports guy. He was never a music guy either, funny enough. Mm. Um, but so I never got that from my dad, right? He never watched um, hockey um, or any, my dad just never watched TV. So it was never, never really on, but my parents always put me into stuff and they always encouraged me to, to try different things. And one of them was soccer when I was a kid. Uh, the first sport I ever played was t-ball. So I played that and then from there I got into soccer and I stayed with that. I think it was right from probably grade one up until high school. And, uh, and then when I got into high school, then it was more into basketball and uh, it was playing basketball in the, the school teams and stuff like that. And um yeah, that's kind of about as far as it got. And then when I got into high school, 
that's when I started to read comic books and get into music and kind of got out of uh, sports, kind of got shunned by the, the, uh, my jock friends and they started thinking I was weird because I was growing my hair out. So then I went, <laughs> went and found the, the, the freaks and the weirdos and started a band. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's quite a journey. So, um, just, just uh, is just interesting to see that how you got into soccer as well because soccer has always been labeled by the north north american mainstream media as a non-american sport so how did you how did you get into that like it's 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 very interesting to know the background of that uh well the the town that i grew up in it was uh i think it was just one of the, the those options that were there right um so just the summertime thing and and it was uh i don't know that there were a lot of soccer leagues in the little town that i grew up in it was that and it was high school football but it was never like it was never like the big american uh football that you see on tv right like it was mm. all small town ontario canada so mm. it, was, it was pretty pretty laid back but uh I don't know. I just, you know, it was the it was the thing that that my parents put me into, and I really grasped onto it, and I I love the competitiveness of it. Um, that's the one thing that I I think that I loved the most about it, and I kind of related a little bit to music because whenever I would, my mom would drive me to the soccer field, and as soon as I got in plain sight of that field my nerves and the adrenaline that would just go through my body. I would just get this surge of excitement and mm. nervousness and clammy hands and felt like I needed to circle around the car a hundred times. Right. And that's the same feeling I get when it's time to go to the stage. Right. It's it, I get that nervous feeling and that anxiousness and like what's about to happen. You know, am I am I going to go out there and I'm just going to give it I'm going to give it my all. But am I going to give it my all and am I going to fall on my face or am I going to just own this thing? And, it, it, you know, what's going to what's going to happen? It's exciting. Right. It's so it's it, it's very relatable to me anyways. Mm, that's right. And um just speaking about Canada as well, like compared to America, it does not have a huge population, but has a very rich sporting history. Like two of the popular American sports, basketball and baseball, were actually start, actually started in Canada. Like the yes, inventor, right. invent, yeah, inventor of basketball, James Naismith, was a Canadian. So, yeah, they and to, I'm not, you know, they used to have all these uh, on much music all the time. They used to have these history of uh, Canada and history of sports and. I remember them showing the one about basketball and how they would play with the actual baskets and they would, you know, when they sh would shoot the basket and they would get it in, then they have to climb up on a ladder and take the ball out of the basket. And then they figured, Oh, well, why don't we just cut a hole in the bottom of the, the basket? And, and yeah, they would make these little shorts about how that was, uh, how basketball started and that it was Canadian and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah. Yeah, so what what are the popular sports in Canada these days, by the way? Oh well hockey. Absolutely. Hockey. That's yeah. that is the the number one 
Canadian sport. That's the one that every Canadian, except for me, wears, <laughs> wears proudly on their. I, and I don't get me wrong. I lo- I do love hockey. Uh, I love going to a game. Going to one is it's awesome. The electricity in the in in the place. It's it's magnifying it's it's addicting right but uh uh you know the patience once again i don't have the patience to sit down and, and watch it on tv but going to a show or, or sorry going to a game yeah it's it's great that uh i don't know what else would be a another real canadian uh curling maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> um softball for me because my daughter is big into softball so okay yeah um you know that's that's my summers going to her games enjoying that so that's probably the the majority of uh of my sports consumption now is is through my daughter that's right and you previously mentioned as well uh, i think you grow an interest in sport through your parents if your parents are really into sports then you sort of pick pick them up as well whereas i think it's the it's being the opposite for you now your daughter is playing softball so maybe you're getting more interested in that so that's very fascinating absolutely um so so dave like um just talking about sports and and music in general like there's obviously a lot of work that is uh, that is required to to reach the highest level and as musician like what 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 are the words of encouragement or motivation you have for for the aspiring sports person or aspiring um musicians that yeah uh, I, i i guess my biggest my biggest words of advice would be just don't give up don't give up and don't uh, don't spread yourself thin on on what it is that you're doing right um it takes a long time it takes a lot of dedication it takes a lot of doors being closed in your face um and it takes a lot of you know there's a lot of self doubt in there because of that mm. but you know with anything if you persevere and you work hard at it anything's attainable right and mm. that's the biggest thing cuz even today i still I still sit down and practice and think I suck. <laughs> so, mm. you know, it's everybody has those days, but just don't give up. Just keep on keeping on and and put your head down and 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 go. And don't listen to the voices in your head and don't listen to the other voices that uh, that tell you elsewise either, right? If that's mm. what you want to be, do it. If you want to be a, you know, doctor, do it if you want to be a um anything in life just go out and and do it right we mm. might not be able to do it we might you know we might not be able to attain all of our goals but i think the worst thing in life is regret and and saying i wish that i had have done that mm. i guess that's it yeah that's right So any any plans of coming to Australia either with Bones of Mara or Default? We we did a tour with Default over there. Um I think it was there's the two big festivals, right? There's the Triple M and Big Day Out. 
there's another one which I'm forgetting now because I haven't been to a lot of festivals over here, but I know there are some good ones. So I'll, I'll go and check that out. Definitely will increase my knowledge <laughs> over there. Need to yeah. get back into music now. The last, the last time that we were over there, it was with uh, Nickelback and the Tea Party, um, Simple Plan. Uh, who else was over there? Uh, Billy Idol, Midnight Oil. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. And man, I would love to get back over to Australia. I, I have some friends that that live over there, and it's it's a fantastic place. I absolutely loved my time over there yeah if you do come over here we definitely have to meet i've been yes. looking forward to meet you guys so it's it's definitely interesting that i'm now i'm speaking to you and doing a podcast with you but i've, I've always been a huge fan of you guys like Thank all of you. you and yeah um yeah you're welcome like it's it's definitely you guys are doing a great job and everything um, i've certainly connected as a child, uh, as a teenager, I went through severe periods of depression. So your songs gave me a lot of hope. So it helped me through the tough times. So definitely thank you for that. Thank you for making all that beautiful mu music. And I definitely appreciate that. And I wish you wish you all the best for the, for the upcoming future. Whatever you guys do, I'm sure it'll be great. And you definitely have to come to Australia. Hope it's not so hot as it is right now. Because <laughs> I know oh, Canadian well. can... <laughs> I could go for that right now because right now it is windy and rainy here. So, uh, yeah, there's there's always that that human dilemma that wherever we are, we're never we're never happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, the temperatures are soaring over here. But uh, but yeah, definitely great weather, great country. So looking forward and very and huge similarities with Canada as well in terms of again a huge. We have so much land here, not so much people. So here's similarities there. Um, so definitely looking forward, and uh, it has been a, it has been great chatting to you, Dave. It didn't Likewise. feel like yeah, it didn't feel like I was talking to a celebrity or anything. You're very humble down to it. So thanks for thanks for making me comfortable on the other end as well. No uh, problem. Yeah, and look forward to speaking to you in the future again if there's any chance. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Great okay. catching up, Dave. All right, you have nice a good one. Nice to catch up with you as well. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. 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 See ya. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to Sportage's Vinyl. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.